Welcome to Travel by Proxy, the show where we leave our house so you don't have to. I'm Andrea. And I'm Aaron. In each episode, we feature a destination anywhere from right in our neighborhood to far off lands. We bring you our experience, some history, and a taste of each destination by sampling something unique to it. So whether you're listening to this in your car, on a train, on a plane, or in Spain, you'll learn about something to add to your bucket list. Or to remove from it. And in this week's episode, we explore the foods that are convenient for everyday noshing. We will taste some shamrock shakes and some Coke Zero and discuss our favorite guilty pleasures in fact. Food. So sit back and take a journey with us as we talk about the world outside your window. How are you doing today, Andrea? I love it when you say that, Aaron. I'm doing fantastic. <laughs> we actually just we crossed 2,100 listeners. Yes. Well, 2,100 listens. Listens. Not listeners. 2,100 listens. But you know, in just over a year. A year. That's amazing. Yeah. That's. Uh, Thank yeah. you, everybody, for listening to us. I can't wait to see how the rest of this year will will come to to pass, and the next several years, hopefully, that we keep doing this podcast and um we had some dairy earlier because we had the shamrock shakes mm-hmm. so my voice is a little scratchy because i also have a little bit of a cold that's okay thank you cold and flu season mm-hmm. no it's actually not a cold i think it's just the fact that the seasons are changing so it's aggravating my allergies right now it got really warm in minnesota recently like i mean most people in the south seeing 37 degrees would be like it's warm it's not warm. Yeah, no. Um, but going from the like incredible depth of cold that we had two, three weeks ago, where it was, you know, we're looking at negative four with those, yeah, exactly. you know, negative teens for the wind chills. I had the wonderful moment where my uh, my water pump went out on my car. <laughs> oh no! And it was uh, it was negative five, so my car was overheating, and it was negative five, and I'm like, this is really bad. <laughs> So, luckily, I have AAA. Yeah, that was when we left, when we left for Vegas. Mm-hmm. But it's fixed now, so everything's fine. But uh, that was not a pleasant evening. So, um, the theme for... Uh, speaking of, like, you know, spending a lot of money on things, mm-hmm. um, the theme for our episode today is, you know, garbage food. And I really shouldn't say, like... With air I, quotes, garbage. Garbage, yeah. Actually, you know what? Let's not use the term garbage. Okay. Let's use the term garbage. Garbage. Yes. Because, honestly, I, you know, I, I really do like some of these fast food things from time to time. Like, mm-hmm. I know that they're, like, they're not always the best for you to be eating. Well, and it's one thing that, you know, anything in moderation, really. Right, exactly. Because... When it comes down to it, you know, we talk about a lot of places on this show that it's like this is a splurge or this is something that you do once in Mm -hmm. a while. And, it's you know, when when we were talking about this, I brought up the fact that it's like I if I had the money to eat at like the slanted door or, you know, um, tongue in cheek every day, I don't think I would because as much as I love those places, I don't think that I could put my palate to that kind of a workout all the time. Right, exactly. Like, sometimes you just need, um, well, you either need to make something for yourself, Mm -hmm. you know, take the time to make some ingredients for yourself, because, you know, if you actually do get some 80-20 beef and Mm -hmm. some... Uh, either some cheap like 99 cent uh, store hamburger buns from Aldi or, you know, like make your own hamburger buds with some starter and and dough if you have Mm -hmm. the time. Obviously, not everybody has this time. Exactly. Like I live in, I realize I'm speaking from privilege here, Mm -hmm. but, um, you know, you can can make hamburgers for 
very little cheap. money. Yeah. The that thing said, is, there is something about. I'm sorry. I no, just yeah, that's over okay. you. That's there, okay. that, there is something about the convenience of it, like the convenience of of spending a dollar ninety nine on a cheeseburger, or even less. You're right. I'm, you know, you go on the dollar menu on a lot of these places, and you know, is it the best for you? No. No. Is it actually the best tasting? No. But there's nothing wrong with it. Right. And it's it's. You know, like I had this moment earlier today, and part of it is how we ended up having this conversation anyway, because you know we like my wife and I have been trying to cook more food at home, right? And like you and your spouse do really pretty well at like kind of getting dinners together. Every time I come over here, mm-hmm. one of you is cooking and kind of preparing a meal for both of you to eat. Um, but it's not always feasible, right? Well, and. I should say, like, I just interrupted you again. I'm sorry, Aaron. It's okay. It's it's not always feasible, but it's like sometimes you just need to take a break from doing the work. Half mm-hmm. half of the thing that is great about going to any restaurant is that you don't have to do the cooking, right? The cleaning and the the like setup and teardown of everything. Like you know, getting all of your your plates and stuff, and it, it it's not a lot of work. But when you all you have to do is like hit a drive through and then get home, unwrap something, eat it, throw all of that into the trash or recycling, that is so much less work than doing everything else right, at home. Exactly. Now, um, to your <clears throat> to your uh, your point, one of the things that Justin and I have found that's made things a lot easier for us is we we just stick we tended like most of the time just stick to the staple stuff mm-hmm. like we literally just buy chicken breast mm-hmm. and veggies yeah we don't try to buy any kind of extra weird things mm-hmm. we literally just buy like chicken breast chicken thighs and like either frozen veggies or fresh veggies which are things that lend themselves to a lot of different dishes. Exactly. And then you can add a curry sauce or you can put in rice or noodles. Mm-hmm. You can make it a soup. You can make it a stir fry. You can make it something else. Yep, exactly. But, I mean, ultimately, when you have those things, even when you kind of plan everything out, you have those moments where suddenly time gets away from you. Right. You're, you know, if you have an extended meeting that suddenly, you know, oh, I, I didn't get to hit the store and we don't have any fresh chicken breasts at home and or, you know, you, you're stressed out from work and you don't want to take that time to make all of the dishes, you know, it, because, you know, you got to get mm-hmm. the pans out, you got to do the, the plates and the forks and the knives and then all the actual utensils you've used. Sometimes you just want to hit a drive through and say, you know what, it's okay. Yeah. I'm just going to take this moment on this and those are the things that we're kind of talking about. Yeah, and it's a topic we've talked about before. Mm-hmm. So let's kind of narrow. Let's let's narrow in um, the convenient everyday noshing thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I want to actually talk about something I tried recently. Okay. Um, breakfast wise, yeah, it's only available during breakfast. It's at McDonald's. It is their um, it's their two new McChicken breakfast items. I haven't had those yet. Yeah, so they have the McGrilled Chicken and the McChicken Biscuit. Okay. Um, you'll notice that we um, we never bring up uh, the the fast food joint that shall not be named because it is anti LGBTQ. Yeah, well, you can look it up. I know you're going to anyway, so you know. Yeah, it is still anti LGBTQ. Do not let anybody tell you that. Oh, they stopped donating to them because they're still donating. They're yeah. still doing that. So, anyway, but. Um, 
it you know okay I, so, I do like a chicken sandwich though yeah and it like and okay. i thought i'd try this one so the the mcchicken so the biscuit Mc, the mcchicken biscuit is just a mcchicken on a biscuit right and then there's the mcgriddle chicken which is a which is uh the chicken McChicken. on a mcgriddle yeah it's the mcchicken patty and then it's between two mcgriddle cakes yeah so um you've had a mcchicken before right i've had a, i've had a mcchicken today yeah you know it's got like the pepper like the salt mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. and the spices and everything so I wasn't really sure how that would work for breakfast. Yeah. Um, it doesn't really work with a biscuit. Really? Yeah. It's it because what I was happen- expecting it to be weirder with the, the like syrup laden pancake. No. Um, the reason being is because with with the biscuit, there's nothing for it to play off of. Oh. Like if you had some like butter or like honey butter, obviously this is McDonald's is we're talking just, about. Is it just the McChicken patty exactly. on a biscuit dry? Yep. So like the like mayo and no the lettuce sauce. are gone? Yeah, there's oh. no sauce, no nothing. So like if you if they put some like like honey butter or something on there, yeah. it would be perfect. See, that's the kind of thing like if you have if you put really good fried chicken on a biscuit, it will taste good. Right. But, but if you're putting a meat chicken pat- patty, which is not bad for you on no. it, on its own, but dry is not going to add anything to mm-hmm. the experience. Which is why the McGriddle chicken is actually a better experience. As was because also because McDonald's biscuits are fairly dry because biscuits are dry and flaky, but you can get the nice buttery softness yeah. on a you know and even some mass produced biscuits Mm -hmm. um but mcdonald's is not usually known for the no they're not it's more crumbly than flaky so uh mcgriddle chicken is actually pretty good Mm. um if you're gonna go with a chicken for breakfast kind of thing because you still get that pepper and that salt from the mcgriddle chick or the mcchicken because that's what it's known for but then you get the sweetness of Mm -hmm. the mcgriddle like that maple sweetness of the mcgriddle cake and that is actually what makes it good I like as far as fast food breakfast, my favorite is the um, uh, the croissant, which okay. the sausage, egg and cheese. But if you do the like the like it's like the enormous one or whatever, mm-hmm. it has all of the meats. So it's got bacon, ham, oh. sausage, cheese and egg on a croissant. OK, right. Yeah, that's like everything. It's all of the meats that they have for breakfast on a croissant with cheese and egg. And it's, do I have it frequently? No. Could I have it a lot more than I do? Probably. My uh, my spouse makes fun of me for this, but none of the local franchises around here serve the uh, serve my favorite McDonald's breakfast item anymore. What is it? It's the McBagel or the bagel uh, oh, sandwich yeah. with uh, bacon. And I would always see the menu. Uh, ha- I mean, I hate using the word hack because it's not a hack. It's just asking for something different. Mm-hmm. But I always ask for a round egg. Oh. So I do the the ba- I I do the bagel. Oh, so they don't have the like the folded yeah, scrambled of, egg. It's yeah. the round one that usually mm-hmm. comes on the egg McMuffin. Right. So I get a round egg, bacon, cheese, and the bagel. Mm-hmm. And I know it's a crappy bagel that like is just this mass produced thing, but like with the round egg and everything, like it was actually a pretty decent breakfast sandwich. And it's again because a lot of the times that people talk about like an amazing breakfast sandwich it usually comes at a cost of like six dollars yeah and not everybody can afford to do and that this on was the like three exactly. usually i think so because i mean you know like i watched uh, i watched the binging with babish episode about making your own bagels and whether or not water you know, like the, what tap water you use will affect it and it was really interesting and it was uh, like it was a tie-in with the america's mm-hmm. test kitchen one of their channels at the end of the day, 
I don't mind getting a bagel from a place like McDonald's when I know that's what I'm going for. Yeah, and you, you like me, you've had genuine mm-hmm. good bagels. Like yeah. I've, I, I shouted that out. I that's think because you're really excited I about got bagels. Really excited about bagels there. Um, no, because I've like I've been to New York and mm-hmm. like I, I've had genuinely good like deli bagels, like like really homemade, mm-hmm. delicious bagels. It's. It's the same thing. Like I will go to Aldi and I will buy a loaf of their bread for like a dollar twenty, and I'll eat the bread, and it's fine. It's just bread. Um, but when I really want to, I will make bread at home. Like my grandmother has a recipe in our family cookbook that is called bunners because that's what my <laughs> uncle called them. And they're just dinner rolls. They're really buttery, sure. like kind of pull apart, soft dinner rolls. And it takes a lot of work. And the recipe is a double, like the, the recipe as it sits makes two sets. And so the way, the way it was designed is you can make one pan of bunners, the yeah. dinner rolls, and then the same bread recipe you add cinnamon sugar and brown sugar and you make cinnamon rolls okay so it's a very versatile bread uh, mm-hmm. you know kind of and like i've made loaves of bread oh, out yeah. of it and they're, they're tasty and they're a little bit like as a whole loaf it's a little thick right because uh, it's it's more designed for like the small format to mm-hmm. to rise and and be um airy um but it takes all day <laughs> to make it because it it requires several several sets of like two hours worth of rice it has to do that mm-hmm. twice in the main, you know, the main vessel that you mix it in. And then after that, you have to let it rise a third time oh, yeah. while no, it's, I get you know, it. after they're portioned out. And that's the thing. Like you can you can make amazing things at home. They take a long time when and they you, taste delicious. When you take the time to make it with love sometimes. and effort, it generally is going to be wonderful. Mm-hmm. But sometimes you want the convenience. Oh, yeah. No, I get that. And, you know, um, I, I realize this has turned into a breakfast rant. Um, we can keep going with the rest of the meals. I, I, I think we can. Before we jump into a different fast food place, mm-hmm. I do want to say on the Shamrock Shake, I miss the old Shamrock Shakes. They were a little thicker. No, and they I were mean, a little more this minty. time they were a little thicker. Yeah. But um, I think they were a little mintier. Mm-hmm. Like, I know, like, I, I heard something about how they, like, reformulated mm-hmm. their recipes lately. I, like, I remember when I was a kid. Yeah. And part of it's because it is a, a planned scarcity. Yeah. Because they only exist in this time frame leading up to, uh, you know, leading up to St. Patty's Day. Uh-huh. Um, so every year they're only out for like two to three weeks and then they go away and then they come back. But what I, I remember them being a lot more like thick milkshake like mm-hmm. like when you went to or like when you go to even Perkins and you get a milkshake and they bring you the thing that you know the, yeah. the big tin that it's all been poured out from and it was it was more like something you could eat with a spoon so it, it may have been um I, I saw okay I'm I, I saw uh, one of those like those content theft uh, YouTube channels. I think it was like either like a mashed or a babble top. Like, mm-hmm. you know, the ones that basically exist to steal everybody else's content. Yeah. Um, and I'm sorry for watching it. I don't know whose content they stole, but um, I watched it. Mm-hmm. And they mentioned that uh, the Shamrock Shake is was a regional thing up until uh, probably like the late 2000s. Mm-hmm. Or, um, and so like the stuff that we had as a kid 
may have actually been like just a recipe of that franchisee. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, okay. Um, like the, like there's one in, uh, Chicago was, you know, that had their own recipe. There's one in Philadelphia that had their own recipe. And so mm. there wasn't kind of like a standardized shamrock shake national recipe until like the late nineties or early two thousands. Really? Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Okay. Well, that, I mean, and that they, would affect how everything exists and tastes from from place to place. And I understand why they would standardize. And I understand why it would taste different then. Like some people actually report their Shamrock Shakes as being lime flavored. Lime flavored. Yeah, because um, franchisees were actually experimenting with lime flavors instead of mint. Weird. I know. Can you imagine that? Like, I don't want a lime flavored mil- milkshake. I know, but... I mean, somewhere someone tried a lime-flavored milkshake hmm. at one point. Hmm. Anyway, um, con- sorry, uh, continuing on, like, the idea of <laughs> breakfast, I want to get your take on Taco Bell back- breakfast. Are you an indulgee of breakfast at Taco Bell? I avoid it. Okay. I Like, I Taco Bell is one of those places that, for me, is a late-night Okay. Like guilty pleasure. I, I the, generally the only time I get Taco Bell these days is when I'm heading home and it's 2 a.m. and I know that the one that's closest to my home is open until three. And it's like I need to eat something. I do not want to get home and cook. I do not even want to wait uh-huh. to park. Like I want to be able to eat something as I'm finishing my drive home. So I will usually get one like because they got rid of the the chili cheese burritos right. now, which makes me so upset because this is the second time in the last 10 years that they've just gotten rid of it and i hope it comes back again soon um but they have the like um i can't remember what they're called they're like the load it's like the the grillers the the like nacho cheese or loaded potato grillers um you know the uh the grillers they have like the nacho the loaded nacho yeah. and the the their loaded potato or whatever spicy nacho i think well they 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 have something similar still though no, they still have the grillers, but okay. they got rid of the uh, chili cheese burrito, which was my thing. Oh, gotcha. Um, but Taco Bell breakfast is something that I have looked at and just been like, I, I can't. <laughs> like, there was one day I almost ordered the, like, Crunchwrap breakfast oh, thing. Oh, you're missing out. Is Am I? Well, okay, so. Because it's still, like, it's the giant tortilla with egg and right. bacon. and it's, it's all folded around a giant hash brown. Oh, it's not the, like, flat corn tortilla? No. Oh. Yeah, so, um, in, like, my love of Taco Bell breakfast comes actually from when, like, like Texas. Okay. And um, one of my favorite, like, everyday noshing things, mm-hmm. and it's the easiest thing you can do, is just to, you know, take some eggs mm-hmm. and cheese and, you know, and tortilla and make, you know, t- breakfast tacos or taquitos or something yeah. like that and just eat those anytime. Yeah. But in Texas, there's a chain of gas stations called Stripes. Okay. And they have, uh, they have like taco bars. Oh, inside nice. of Stripes. Like it's not like your like typical like gas station where it's like a roller or anything like that. It's actually like a counter like service thing. Oh, nice. Where you go up and you order, and you can get like ninety nine cents or a buck twenty nine. Um, Is it kind of like the Bobby and Steve's that's on Washington in downtown? I think so. What because they, they like have a full counter and they do yes. fried chicken. Uh-huh. And, yeah, yeah, it's exactly like that. See, like okay, again, 
I love breakfast tacos. Yeah. I like tacos at any time of day. Mm -hmm. And I do the same thing where it's like if I'm home and it's like, I don't really have anything that is speaking to me Mm -hmm. and I don't have anything that I can throw into the toaster oven or the microwave. I will just make eggs and put them in a tortilla with some cheese. And sometimes I'll put like, I'll see if I have some leftover kielbasa and I'll throw that in the pan Mm -hmm. too. Um, But it's a super quick, easy, tasty kind of anytime food with eggs. So you got protein, you got some carbs, you got cheese, which is always good. Um, But as Taco Bell is one of those places for me that I have a love hate relationship with. I, I like Taco Bell too much. So I have to limit myself from going to Taco Bell. I love that this is the revelation we have on the show. Because <laughs> I, if I, if I had it to do and I had the funds for it, I would just stop by Taco Bell twice a day and I would never cook at home. And then I eventually get sick of it. And then I would finally like, you know, just shift to Burger King or McDonald's or something. Um my wife does not like Taco Bell. So Taco Bell is strictly a me thing, which is why it has been relegated to that late night kind of coming home from work thing for me. Mm-hmm. Because I apparently have an iron stomach. And there's a lot of people that I know that it's just like, I went to Taco Bell and I didn't feel great afterwards. And I'm like, I felt fine. Like, I, right. you know, whenever I eat there, I usually end up eating too much. That's usually what the problem is, I think. Yeah. Because when I go to yeah, Taco Bell, it. when I, well, okay, like when I do fast food, I usually try to just get a couple of things to fill myself and then that's my meal and I'm done. Um, but Taco Bell, especially because it's late night, it's kryptonite. It ends up being this thing where I have not eaten in many hours because a lot of times, you know, if I get to work at three in the afternoon and I'm leaving at one mm-hmm. thirty in the morning, that means that I ate my evening meal around six. Yeah. So now I haven't eaten in almost seven hours by the time I'm just leaving the mall. And then I'm like driving home and I'm like, I, you know, I'm looking down the barrel at like, I'm going to have to figure out what to cook. I'm going to have to get the pans out. I may have to wash a couple of dishes depending on what happened in the house while I was gone. I don't want to do any of that. So then I just go to Taco Bell and I get like four things. And so it's like I need the instant food. So I get the I get the griller and then I can eat. But then it's like I'll get. Uh, you know, a Crunchwrap Supreme and, uh, you know, a, um, a quesadilla, like a chicken mm-hmm. quesadilla. Should I actually eat a Crunchwrap Supreme and a quesadilla all in one sitting? Probably not. But by that point, I'm now dedicated. And I have to finish it because I ordered it and I don't want to pa- I, I don't want to um, stop eating or put it in the fridge and try uh-huh. to reheat that tomorrow. So, see, I'm I operate Taco Bell completely differently than you do when I'm not doing breakfast there. Mm-hmm. I consume all of my food in tube form. Oh yeah, yeah, that's it. I because I I can't because um, most of the time when I get it, it's like in my car, and I don't want it to mm-hmm. like go and go everywhere. Do you do like the quesarito? No, no, no. My um, my favorite is oh shoot, what is it? Of beefy Fritos burrito. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, beefy Fritos burrito. And then every once in a while, I splurge and get the beefy nacho griller. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because I don't, I don't like tomatoes, so I skip everything else. Yeah. Now, um, I did show you the... Uh, the breakfast. The breakfast. Mm-hmm. And uh, I can tell you this. Definitively, you can skip their breakfast tacos. Okay. Don't bother with them. They're, well, okay. Uh, 
as somebody who likes, you know, real breakfast tacos. Yeah. They're just so disappointing. Yeah. I mean, you know, Taco Bell is to Mexican food what McDonald's is to American food. Right. right. It's it's cheap. It's palatable. It's I mean, I'm talking Tex-Mex. I'm not talking about Mexican food. That's true. It's it's not the greatest food in the world, but it is also consistent Mm -hmm. because the other thing we were having a conversation with um, or I was having a conversation with some people at work is like what your favorite pizza joint is and there's a lot of pizza places that you know they might be large chains they might be small chains but depending on the store they are very different and it's like you'll get great service and great food from the one that's two miles from your house but if you go out to the one that's four miles from your house that's open later then it's hit or miss or it's not good and the the thing about fast food that is great for everybody is that it's very consistent across the board like you know you're getting a mcdonald's cheeseburger you know um that you are getting uh a burger king burger or you're getting a taco bell taco like it Mm -hmm. is you're not going into a place and be like i wonder what this one's gonna be like no you know what you're getting exactly um i just shared with aaron uh the other thing that i I think everybody needs to be exposed to, and that are that's migas, um, and each culture has different kind of uh, takes on it. The Tex-Mex style migas are basically like whatever you have left over. Oh yeah, fried up, and then um, sometimes like served and wrapped up in a tortilla. Sometimes it's just served like you know in on a plate for you to eat. Um, but if you've never experienced that, it is absolutely amazing. Hmm. Because the Tex-Mex variants really adds um, onions, chili peppers, like yeah. sliced chili peppers, diced tomatoes, and cheese. And they could have salsa or pico de gallo. Mm-hmm. Ooh, another co- common variation is to add chorizo. Yep, exactly. Chorizo is amazing. Chorizo is amazing. Like, I think chorizo tacos are the thing that got me through one fantastic fest, mm. um, a film festival in Austin, Texas. Because Chipotle had, like, did they get rid of the chorizo they again? They did. It was a limited time thing. I figure. I think it's something that they probably bring back uh, yeah. every now and again. I don't think Chipotle really qualifies as a noshing food. They're, yeah, because they're, they're like, they're Taco Bell times two. Yeah, they're like I Taco guess. Bell adjacent. Yeah. Like, they do similar things, but they do them better. Yeah. And they're more expensive. What's your favorite guilty pleasure? Okay. Like, do you have a menu hack that's your that's I, your menu hack? I don't. Like, I just get everything without pickles. Okay. Um, well, yeah. We but, know that part. We've heard <laughs> that story before. But uh, if I could, like, I just, I end up getting, like, oversized cheeseburgers. Mm-hmm. Like, I, like, today I went with the McDouble when we went to McDonald's. Um, but, like, when I used to go to the Checkers that was by my old apartment in, like, the really bad part of Atlanta, because I would walk up there. Uh-huh. I would just get like a triple cheeseburger and crinkle fries and then I'd walk home and eat that. And a triple cheeseburger at Checkers is enormous. Okay. It's like it's comparable to a Wendy's like triple. Hmm. Like because it's three quarter pound t- patties all stacked up. Oh, we forgot about Wendy's dipping, uh, dipping your, dipping fries, your fries in your, in your frosty. frosty. Yep. It like, okay, Wendy's, Wendy's, I find. Like their marketing is amazing right now, and whoever continually like the people they keep getting yes. to run their Twitter is they're they're just amazing people. They're delightful. Um, but 
I like going to Wendy's. Wendy's is another place that I have to go to by myself because like if if I'm if I'm doing fast food with my wife, she's very she's much pickier about food that she will eat and she's okay with Burger King and she's okay with McDonald's and Wendy's is not a place that she will go outside of like either desperate measures or kind of like that craving moment. Okay. Yeah, no, I get that. And I like Wendy's. I like Wendy's too. Like for me, Wendy's is sort of the it's like the the ignored cousin of all of the fast food joints. Wendy's also gets a lot less guff for being terrible fast food. Yeah. Like, do you remember back in the day when they had like the salad bar? Yeah. Like back, it was in the like late eighties mm-hmm. uh, through the the mid nineties where it was just like everyone's like we have to have a salad bar now. Yeah, and so they did. Wendy's had one. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Oh, uh, the okay. So the one thing that I still have to try. Mm-hmm. Is the Oreo Shamrock Shake? I haven't tried that one yet. No, I haven't. E- I haven't yet either. I didn't or know that Oreo was an Mc- option. Or the Shamrock McFlurry. I don't remember if it's a McFlurry or a Shamrock, but I have to try that next. Absolutely. I think that's going to be on my list. Huh. Do you have something that's your guilty pleasure? Absolutely. Let if us know. If you do, let us know. Uh, fans at travelbyproxy.com. Uh, leave us a comment on our Facebook page. Or hit us up on Instagram or Twitter. The Travel by Proxy theme is Good Day by Alex, copyright 2012. Our closing music is Now We're Talking by Jarris, copyright 2015. Both are licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution 3.0 license and can be found at dig.ccmixter.org. Thank you very much for listening to this week's episode. We hope you enjoyed it, and we wish you a look out your window. Walking with you and your Moving these stones and your Rearranging all the pieces that you find Now we're talking about Things and places, all the names And the faces of the people that you love